you want to save money on your trading card purchases, we have a promo link uh, over at 50cards.shop. Enter the promo code at night to get 5% off your order. Hey everybody, welcome to Nexus at Night, your weekly Vanguard podcast. I'm back from Cleveland. I'm Matt. I'm Rupe here. I'm eating a pie. What, what kind, kind of pie? pie? Chicken pie. Oh, oh like chicken of pot a pot pie? variety? Yes. Oh, it, nice. Yeah. It's it wasn't a pot variety. Understood. I was I was eating spaghetti carbonara before I came in here. Whoa. Yeah. I'm watching King of Queens with, with my sweetie. But What year is this? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't know. All I know is that I, I had a crazy trip and that might affect some upload stuff, but uh, was it fun? It was very fun. Uh, so, like, you know that show Hot in Cleveland? Uh, no, but go on. So it, it, it's a it's a show. Whatever. It doesn't matter what it's about. The point is, I got sick in in Cleveland. And I missed one of the comedy shows I was supposed to be on because I had like a one one fever. Good stuff. Uh, but uh, were you alone for all of that? Yeah, I, I I was just in my hotel room and uh, watching that. Archer. Yeah. Uh, well, at least you were watching sucks. Archer. Yeah, but I I made it through okay. Plane ride went fine. Took the train back to my apartment. And now I'm here. So, nice. uh, yeah. Well, we're talking about. I know we we missed uh, like some stuff from Thanksgiving week. Um, in particular, a, a particular cup uh, that is newsworthy, and then also uh, this came up on tangents a little bit. Uh, that we're going to talk about on on the show proper patreon.com slash nexus at night if you don't want to miss the the good stuff uh, the other stuff but why don't we start off talking about um, that pr- uh, particular goblet so gracias gradale is the name gracias um, gradale there you go gracias gradale and uh, it's a normal order so uh, y- you can only put one copy of this in the deck and it's uh explained by the keyword regalis piece um so only one copy per deck and only once per fight so you can't recycle it and then it's a normal order grade three you can play this card if you have a grade three vanguard with persona ride and did not persona ride this turn or did not ride this turn did not ride this turn sorry uh, activate a Persona Ride, so you draw one, all of your front row units get plus 10k, and you are treated to have, to have Persona Ridden this turn. Sure. So, uh, this is interesting, because you now have essentially a fifth copy of your Vanguard of Choice. Mm-hmm. What do we think of this? Realistically, fourth copy, if we're talking strictly about Persona Riding... Right, yeah. I actually like this um, because in the sense that what am I uh, like, yeah, it's not as busted. It's not like super great, but Mm -hmm. the big falling of like if you imagine decks that are really close between their non-Persona Ride version and the Persona Ride version, Mm -hmm. or where it might not matter, the difference is that with the grade 4 for the most part, you're just more likely to hit. Mm -hmm. Because you have four of them rather than three. Yeah. So this kind of equates that issue. I'm not sure if this is enough because the triple drive from grade fours is really, really powerful. 
along with just the grade fours being very powerful units as it stands. Yeah. But I mean, I think it's neat and it helps decks that don't ever even have access to a grade four a lot. Yeah. Some and decks, decks that desperately need to persona ride or else they don't function. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, some, de some decks will just like face plant if you don't Magnolia. get a persona ride. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Magnolia, if you're running the grade three version within lip pulse, uh, you know, uh, mm -hmm. Tommy or whatever. Like it, it, it's just something where this helps hedge that bet a little more. <laughs> um, I think this is one of those things where, like, when they reveal it, everyone's like, "Yeah, real, real good." It, it, they balanced it pretty well. It's not like in a, it, you know, you draw two or whatever. It's just like just activate a persona ride. We're yeah. done. Like, uh, I. One downside is that you don't get the extra soul of yes. Persona Riding. Um, Which is important for a lot of decks, actually. Yeah, it is. Uh, so, Magnolia. Going back to Magnolia, for example. Does mm -hmm. Hexa Orb suffer in that sense, where it needs the soul? Or... Hexa Orb gets what I call resource whack-a-mole. Where... What? <laughs> yeah, because you have a whole bunch of cards that gain you resources but also a whole bunch of cards that spend those resources. So I just got my promos in. So this one is Soul Blast 2 to countercharge 1 and draw a card if its power was increased by a trigger this turn. Okay. So That's pretty that, that's pretty good like So yeah, it's, it's like own. that's Soul Blast 2 and also Hexa Orb has the Soul Blast and if you're playing the grade 1 that restands something that also Soul Blast. So Ooh. <laughs> Yeah. You do have a grade two. I think it was like Octoray Sorceress. And then mm -hmm. there's also like Octo Devote, which Octoray is just look at top two, soul, put them in any order, then soul charge. Octo Devote is when you hit a trigger, she retires herself to counter charge or soul charge. And then you also have a whole bunch of things that counter blast. So uh, you have this to counter charge, but then Hexaform <laughs> counter blasts. Uh, the grade one again counter blasts. Sure. So, you know, resource whack a mole. You have a whole bunch of things that gain you resources, but a whole bunch of things that spend the resources too. That's that's kind of a bummer. And like, I I, I think that's uh, the mark of an uh, quote unfair deck is something where you don't have that resource whack a mole, um, mm -hmm. where you're just like, yeah, I just never, I'm never hurting for. Counterblast or whatever, because I have insert thing here. Um, I think if Boucherod was being especially thoughtless, they would have had the thing put itself into soul. Uh, mm -hmm. But they didn't. Mm -hmm. And I'm kind of glad for that just because it makes you go, all right, well, if I have this in hand and I have, you know, a copy of Persona right in hand, uh, that's something that you have to think about. And uh, I, it, I'm sure people have had this problem where, like, you're you get your opening hand, you're like, great, I have a Persona Ride for turn four. I also have another copy of a Persona Ride. Guarding is going to be a problem. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, I don't think... This is what a nice thing about this card is I don't think it's an automatic inclusion in a lot of decks. Obviously, yeah. anything that's grade four, you're not going to run this because it doesn't work with yeah. the grade fours. Right. Unless you wanted to wait until like your third turn Oh, where you where you ride from ride deck and just oh no because it's like, uh, no yeah. you ride from ride deck ride to the grade four and then like the third turn 
is when you can finally use this for the Persona ride, and it's like, is it even worth it by that point? Well, you, well no, because you have to have a Grade 3 Vanguard. Oh, you, oh yeah, you have to have a Grade yeah. 3 Vanguard. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, um, they. I, I think they really covered their bases on this mm -hmm. one. Because so, yeah. imagine if I they mean, just went, all right. desperately well, trying to get people to stop playing Grade 4s. Yeah. Um, elementary of Sanctitude, now this thing. Mm -hmm. um, on the plus side, you have like, you know, decks that Persona ride that like do stuff. So, yeah. Also, the funny thing is for like the Dear Day Provo Grade Three. So, uh, Graham Grace and I forgot what the Dark States one was called. So Graham Grace gives Persona ride to the back row. So this is very funny with that because you get. You can activate your like double boost, which is actually, in my experience, playing it on Deer Day is pretty important because your numbers suck otherwise. Okay. And um, I forgot what the Dark States Grade 3 was called, but that one you can only have one copy of it, but it gains 10k in a crit at the start of your turn. So you can use oh. this to Persona ride that. Sweet. Hmm. There's also a Magnolia Grade 1, I think, where it's like, mm -hmm. alright, your Persona ride activates for back row, too. Um and I know I keep going back to Magnolia, but it's just, it kind of lives or dies by the Persona ride, the Grade 3 version, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. I, I think this was just like, this is one of those things where you pick it up and just kind of sit on it. Even yeah. if you're not running it in whatever deck it is, it's yeah. it's going to be useful. Also, it's like actually in the set, unlike Sanctitude. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it's a double R in DBTO8. DBTO8's got a lot of like important shit in there mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's that review episode is going to be real funny but uh not yet not yet yeah, i found the dark days <laughs> card it's purgatory dragon deity favorneal purgatory dragon i'll deity. put a link in it for in the okay. chat for you so you don't have to like look it up Favreneal. That's too many consonants in a row. That shouldn't count. <laughs> <laughs> um, this thing. This is... Oh, it's promo. Awk awkward. Yeah. Which, I thought it was going to be printed in set 8 alongside uh, what's-his-face? Ram Grace, but I don't see it so far. Guys, we've had this discussion. Um... So, full effect here is you can only have one copy. Uh, beginning of your main phase, your opponent choose, chooses one of their rear guards, retires it, and if you did not ride this turn, gets plus 10k in a crit, and then when yeah, your opponent... What? I forgot about that part, where ah. it's like, you have to not ride, and also they retire something. And then on Vanguard, when your opponent's rear guard is retired during your turn, you can put a card from hand and soul, draw one. And then auto on Van at the end of the battle that this unit attacked. If the sum of the grades of dark states in your soul is thirteen or more, all right. I guess we're getting up to Sharhat stuff here. Counterblast two. Stand this unit gets tried minus one. So this is like just a thing, like a deck you would run. I assume this was like a rear guard type deal. Yeah. No, this is just like okay. a thing. So okay. Yeah, it's this card that you only can run one of. It gets ten k in a crit and restands, but like the chalice lets you. Re, uh, give it Persona Ride, which you normally would not be able to do, because you have literally one. Yep, and he's got the Persona Ride logo, so he can do the thing. Uh, <laughs> good stuff. 
Um, goddamn. Okay, th this makes me less angry than uh, when when you just said it because I assumed it was going to be like something that you sit that synergizes with uh, with Persona Ride, and then you put it in like Lucier or Chrono Jet or whatever, and then just go off to the no. races. Okay, no, less scary like than I thought it was. No, it just yeah. like buffs up this card. That's kind of interesting. Oh, okay. All right, that's cool. Um, and on the plus side, because they're like one copy only, then fine. Like, who, who gives a shit? All right, get, get your one copy on TCG Player, which is admitted very cool. Love the art on this thing. Um, yeah, like I thought the deal was that this these were going to be printed in the main sets because the promo versions are just the frame rares. Yeah. Um, I mean, we still have reveals left on DBT08, so that might be the case. But, yeah, because um, I know for a fact that Graham Grace is a double R in the set because they already revealed it. Mm -hmm. But it looks like Dark State is out of double R slots. Oh, well, that's Oops. rough. Uh, it could be a triple R, I guess. Um, I think there's one triple R slot left. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think in general, this is just like a, yeah, it's a win. Yeah. <laughs> Well so, like this is a neat card. Good job. Like yeah. I think it does make deck building interesting because there are a lot of decks that like cannot afford that one slot for this. Mm hmm And uh yeah, losing the shield on that could be a problem. Mm -hmm. So like, consider are, I think there are a lot of decks that like don't benefit enough for you to care. I mm -hmm. think there are gonna be decks like Hexa Orb where you have to make space just because you want your deck to function at all times. Mm-hmm. And then some decks like Favernail and Graham Grace, where this is a really cool bonus, and you can probably make the space for it because they're pretty generic. Yeah. Well, you got three other slots from where would be a grade three. <laughs> yeah. That, just, just throw one in there. Bam. Done. Yeah. Like, I think this is a really cool card. And the fact that you only have one means it shouldn't be that expensive, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. I hope that it's not super expensive. All I know is that I see the art on this thing, and I just think, Harry, did you put your name in the goblet of fire, Harry? Also, this is a lore thing, so I assume there's going to be more regalia pieces at some point. Okay. You know, uh, uh, Boucherot in the Order of the Phoenix coming coming soon to a theater near you. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. So, uh, did we have anything else to say about this uh, uh, erstwhile cup? Or uh, I don't think so. All right. Well, Matt, you you brought this up on on tangents. Over I, did. I did. I um, did. So uh, there's been a lot of discussion about cards that are. Mm, what am I trying to say? Uh, re like generic cards, rather. Mm -hmm. So it all started with like people posting like fifty dollar cards, like Inlet Pulse and Brainwash Swirler and Melty, uh, which are all like incredibly expensive cards at the current moment. Yuka um, being a thirty dollar card too for lyrical. Yeah, and they're like Painkiller Angel. So the quote, the quote that the original poster made was "Generic Nation cards will make the game." Like they're like quote Generic Nation cards will make the game more accessible end quote, which is not something anyone has ever said. Um, it. It makes deck building less of play fifty cards that mention your boss. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you know, or yeah, like 30, 29 cards that mention your boss, and then mm -hmm. like if you have any spots left, the best the best generic card you have available. Which for the most part, note how all three of these, these generic cards are in different nations, right? 
Yes. And they're virtually the only generic cards in their nation. Like, Melty technically has the word friend on it, but no one cares about that, really. It's like a yeah. bonus if you have other friends. Although, Melty is not actually seeing a whole lot of play right now in popping lyrical decks. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was, but it was incredibly powerful in Kyrie because you mm -hmm. got to reuse the same Melty like three times. I see. Brainwash for that deck doesn't. Hmm? Mm -hmm. I was going to say Kyrie doesn't counter blast for shit. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. You don't need any other counterblast in that deck, really. Brainwash you Swirler. More soul palms than anything else. Brainwash Swirler, this is what bothers me. So, Dark States is the soul nation, or whatever. Um, and Brainwash Swirler is a Doreen the Thruster, which was originally only for Dark Irregulars and was a huge freaking deal for Dark Irregulars. <laughs> and now it's for everybody. Yeah. So, continue. Sorry. Yeah. So, uh, and ended up being like people being confused about like people saying that generic staples are against deck building complexity because like okay well I restand so I'm gonna throw four and pulse in my deck or whatever is not the point. And Chang starts with his uh, with the thread. You wouldn't auto include inlet pulse if inlet pulse had competition that would make it not an obvious choice. But it doesn't even need to be inlet pulse. Any of the fifty cards in the deck can fall under that rule. Issues that isn't generics versus archetypal support. It's Bushi doesn't print enough good cards to allow players to make meaningful deck building decisions. And we've mentioned this in the uh, uh, as a side note. We've mentioned in the past that like a lot of the cards are printing for sets are like some random like rare or even double R with like plus five K do something minor. These cards are never competing for deck slots, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like you're like th that those cards being as common as they are is a bigger hindrance to deck building complexity than these generic cards. Like those cards could be, you know, more, those cards could be better to make it worth playing. Like the whole point of archetypal support is it's supposed to be a better card because you're an archetype. Right. Right. You can, you can go further because it's got the name Tamayura. Therefore you can. Yeah. Blah, like, blah, blah. It, yeah. They shouldn't be making worse cards <laughs> that are uh, that are archetypal support than the generics. At least not the ones they want you or, I guess, expect you to play. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of my issue with... And so uh, Chang continues, uh, it doesn't matter if your card pulls generics or archetypals. If you need to pick 50 best cards and there's less than 24 to 28 good cards to choose from... You're kind of stuck picking those 24 to 28 cards. MPG, Yu-Gi-Oh, and Digimon are all game I would consider to have a high deck building complexity, and you are able to have it because they have a much higher density of viable options. And one of those games is notorious archetype heavy for almost 10 years, in reference to Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, Yu-Gi-Oh, people are constantly playing archetypal support because the archetype cards are incredibly busted. One thing that Yu-Gi-Oh does do that uh, is you're able to mix archetypes quite easily, which you are not able to do in Vanguard, right? Right. Yeah. So unless they just like intentionally design it that way. Yeah, Vanguard's design, like as a game, makes it quite difficult to mix support, which is mm -hmm. a separate issue. Uh, but and they're just here. now dipping their toe in there, and it, it is very <laughs> slow. Uh, yeah. So it says archetype slash generics affect deck building complexity isn't the right conversation because in an ideal scenario, neither has a meaningful effect. Unfortunately, Vanguard does not print nearly enough good cards per set to have a high enough viable card density for complex deck build. 
The benefit of generics is that they save set space. By allowing one card to be used across several archetypes, you can let one generic card hold the weight of 5 to 10 archetypal cards, at least in regards to viable card pool density. That does not, that's not to say archetypal cards don't have a purpose either. They assist greatly in acting as more clearly defined boundaries for decks' playstyles and such. It is a whole e lot easier to remember Ishizu Tier Limit than modern five-color Astrolabe control post-Eldrain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Vanguard has always been an archetypal game since set one, and it's kind of the selling point of the game. Archetypal cards should still make up the backbone of decks, but doesn't mean strong generics don't have a place. Again, biggest issue is Bushiro does not print enough good cards in their sets, especially recently. It doesn't matter if the game supports generics or archetypal cards predominantly, as long as 80% of what you can pull from boxes, cases, and are complete ass, there's going to be issues. <laughs> um. So, basically the complaint here is that the, you know, the fact that every other card we read is like plus 5k do nothing. And that's yeah. like... There's a reason that our livers are slowly degrading. Right, because... right, right. It's like, <laughs> that is not what anyone cares about or mm -hmm. wants. And, like, it's not that, like, they're not printing cool bosses. Like, uh, you know, uh, Youth Burke is super cool. Mm -hmm. uh, has an aesthetic that people really like. And it's just kind of like, well, yeah, you need those cards. Uh there's lots of dark stakes clans that even even if aren't the strongest, people just really like, and uh, you're just kind of always stuck running awkward cards, mm -hmm. and then trying to like, oh, do I gotta shell out like a hundred bucks for a set of <gasps> brainwash swirler? Were you getting a set of brainwash swirlers for a hundred bucks? Uh, uh, go back, invent a time uh, machine, and go I back see. like until the set <laughs> launch. I see, I see. My apologies. I was confused. <laughs> part of me, part of me wants to just go check out stores. Like, hey, you remember DBTO four? They're like, yeah, I think it's got like a, you know, dust, dust covered, uh, <laughs> ones in the basement. Like, do you want them? I'm like, fuck yeah, I want them. <laughs> um, I was just wondering where you, where you, where you had them at. My bad. No, no, I. <laughs> A hundred is a nice a hundred is a nice round number. It had nothing to do with what's going on at this particular time. I'm just giving you a hard time. Yeah. <laughs> I did Worth buy it. a play set of Yuikas for a hundred dollars. Okay, well I had one already from Sneak Peek, so I bought three copies for ninety dollars. I got my play set of inlet pulses for forty bucks total. So damn. I got my Long really? I got my inlet pulses for like a dollar because Flagberg was Too bad. Sure. Yeah, Flatbird was bad when it came out. Look, I, I, I uh, we're not going to turn this into the like suck on that listener uh, <laughs> show. But what I can say is that first off, uh, this it all keeps going back to that time Luard almost killed the game because it <laughs> informs Bushiroad's decisions of we don't want to break the game again. We have to be super careful about all the things coming out. That's why everything turns into all right plus five k. Till end of turn, mm -hmm. um, and also and, like they just don't yeah. reprint cards. Yeah, that's a big problem. Like and that's, that's one thing. like if we're talking about accessibility for the game, that's where the real problem is. Is that Bushiro just doesn't reprint cards? They'll be, you know, they'll be like, "Hey, look, Maelstrom uses Tear Dragons. We recommend that you play Inlet Pulse with it." Anyways, we're not reprinting Inlet Pulse. Yep. That whole uh, don't reprint. What is it? Is it triple R's now? Like, what's the what's the I don't policy think at this point? Well, 
the VR policy was always a thing where they just were not going to reprint VRs. Now it's just because Bushiroad is bad at reprinting things in general. Mm. How long did it take them to reprint things before all of the various reboots? Uh, like once a year you get a set, if that, you know. Yeah, and how uh, long into G era until that actually happened? Uh, because a lot we of, were there for that. A lot of clamoring and a lot of like, dude, come on, like yeah, from mm-hmm. the community. Um, it was what like GBT nine when they actually decided to start. No, I think GBT eight was when they reprinted Amnesty Messiah. Yeah, and they they did it as like a all right, this is a, a single R in the set. And it's like hard to pull. Like, guys, yes, it's not hard to do. Like, I think they've done that sort of thing before. Like, you can just make it a single R in the set. No one's gonna care. Like, it's it's fine. Mm-hmm. People um, who want the fi- f- fancy foil ones will get the fancy foil ones. Mm-hmm. Yes, they'll go yeah. the flesh. And Look blood what happened right. with Next Age. People just went out and got the expensive ones. Yeah. Um. Although I guess in that case, that that doesn't. Give them money. That's just shop owners. And- oh, I mean, totally. Yeah, that's the thing is, money. like, it, the sets that in the past don't matter to them as far as like mm-hmm. money, but like printing new products that people want to buy does affect them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so if you print a set that's garbage, uh, you can, you know, people don't want to buy it, and you're in a worse mm-hmm. spot. But if you print a set of people of things people actually want. You know, reprints included, mm-hmm. probably sell pretty decently. Yeah. To their credit, DBT08 is kind of looking like that. You have Minerva, Lutier, and Maelstrom all in one set. Um, so you have like all of these like Vanguard boomers coming after it, myself included. I'm going after the Lutier stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you also, everyone else. yeah. But you also have like the cup, and like th- these are things that um, are making decks better um the cup is a good example of generic support yeah uh also i like what they're doing with like the new ride lines in set eight which is that they're just incorporating the archetypes from the uh yeah dbt5 so shoujo doji uses stealth cards which was already a thing with tamayura and forktail mm-hmm Funny enough, Tamahura has completely moved away from it, and I'm pretty sure your deck is all dolls now. I mean, yeah. hey, uh, gotta gotta make yeah. use of those somehow, right? And uh, Arkite uses research orders, so you can play her order in EVA if you can't afford results of the experiment, like most people. Yeah. But also, you can play some of EVA's orders in uh, Arkite. You can't do it that well, because they need an EVA Vanguard, but uh, you can play the Eva Ride line because they do the same thing. Okay. And so... then they also just release cards that support like both. So there is a Grade Three Triple R that supports Tamayura and Shoujo Doji, and like the way it works should synergize with both of them. And there's also a Kaiju that supports Eva and Arkite at the same time. There you go, then. I mean, like, ostensibly the point of condensing all these nations down into... Or all these clans down into nations um, was to make it so that you can release these more generic cards Mm -hmm. without having to be like, this is only for Link Joker. Now it's Brandgate. Yeah. Um, Also, like, I think Brandgate is probably the one nation that's, like, decently good at making a strong selection of generic cards, because... 
Eclipse Moonlight has made its way into a lot of deck. Oh, yeah. Combined Rusher is making its way into a lot of decks. They just released a new card that works with set orders. It's a double R in the set. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because because all of these like different decks have the through line of if you have set orders, do a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It allows them to uh, make you know make support in that sort of vein. Yeah. Um, so this is a grade three that like when it's placed on rear guard circle, you can counter blast one. Search your deck for a set order, reveal it. If your order zone has a card with the same name, you can add it to your hand. And then when it attacks, shoot. Uh, choose two orders with the same name. If you choose two, it gets 10k. So it's just a 23k beater. That searches out more set orders. Okay. So, um, like, seeing... Do, do you think, like, these indications from DBT08 are Boucherod finally... Because they plan a few sets ahead here. Um, th- that they're gonna you know, do do the thing that we're wanting them to do? Or is it going to be a thing where, where they tried it once and they're like, okay, we're done, bye. Like, it's done. <laughs> I mean, I do think the Brantgate one is just a case of them, like, of Brantgate generally being well-designed. Like, a lot of the archetypes synergize pretty well with each other and mix pretty well. Except for the Overtrader. <laughs> like, yeah. I was gonna say, like, except for prison, prison kind of does its own thing. But all the other ones, you can kind of mix to some extent with things like Combine Rusher, Eclipse Moonlight, this new Grade Three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh. But, like, I think they are trying because, like, Flagbird can make use of Inlet Pulse. Like, I don't really like the way Maelstrom's first skill feels designed around Inlet Pulse exactly, but. Mm. That's a conversation we can have when we do the set review. And then that tear dragon was just like, guys, like, dude. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, we're like, check out this new tear dragon that's coming out in a few days. And then it did. And people were like, sure does and? gain 10K. Yeah. Um, somebody pointed out in our Discord, which again, patreon.com slash Nexus at night, dollar gets you, gets you into the Discord. Um, but uh, like they were like, you could have just stuck a crit on there, and it would have done a lot to make that kind of worth it, as mm-hmm. opposed to inlet pulse. Because inlet pulse is card advantage, and that thing would have been pressure, yeah. as opposed to just like ten k. Great, thanks. So yeah, I don't know. Like it could be a good sign. Like I think G- uh, DBT eight is a very well designed set so far. Mm-hmm. Like, I have some problems with the way certain cards are designed, but again, we can talk about that later. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I, I'm just excited for the set, and uh, I'm going into the like locals split mm-hmm. that they do for the first time in a while. So you did uh, it. You're finally playing it. another deck. Yeah, <laughs> I, and I have the little wedding present that you sent me, so we we still have to. We do, gotta record for that. We gotta oh, do yeah. Triangle Meta version two, um, the Bermuda Triangle Meta. Hey yeah. Um, I don't. I look. I I thought the the little thing was was sweet. I taped it to the back of the deck box, so it's just there. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, so uh, listener, what what do you think of um, 
of generic cards in in Vanguard. What do you think of the cup at Nexus at night on the uh, rapidly decaying Twitter? Um, where you know on on Instagram too. Review us on your set. We're on YouTube. I guess we should start using the community tab, uh, right? I guess that would be a good way to communicate. Oh, right. With There's a community listeners. tab on YouTube. Yeah, right? we community have the community tab. tab. I used it for yeah. Thanksgiving. Yeah. So maybe. What What are yeah. you thankful for? <laughs> yeah. Nexus tonight on on YouTube. All that good stuff. Uh, if you want to help support the show, patreon.com slash nexus at night. There's the threefer. Uh, you get a whole ass bonus show every week. Uh, we got merch. We got play mats. That's all in the description. How about the rest of us? You can find me on Twi- Twitter while it exists at <laughs> Wiggo's 2G's 2Z's. You can find me at Plasma Eclipse. You know what it kind of reminds me of is, is like the, the end of Arthur on PBS where it's like, uh, you know, the thanks to viewers like you. Right? Podcaster well, Arthur. Yeah, well, that was it, the funniest part. Yeah, is the podcaster Arthur? I don't think. Wait, did he do a pod, Did they do a podcast episode? No, 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 no. So if you look at how Arthur looks at the end, yeah, because he's like an like a comic book artist or something, right? Yeah, yeah. But he looks like a you know like a podcaster or something. It's oh. pretty funny. I just saw the picture where it's DW as a cop, and I'm like, of course she'd be a cop. Yeah, no, no, no. That, that, that tracks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. At uh, at Atlas Novak, uh, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Hive, Mon Hive. It's mostly just recycled from Twitter. But uh, once uh, once Twitter collapses, that's kind of where I'll be. Um, and then you can follow my podcast at Generation Dan on Twitter at Generation underscore Dan on Instagram, and then find that anywhere you get your podcasts or on YouTube. Um, so. Yeah, thanks everybody for listening, and until next time, I was Atlas. I'm still Matt. I'm Root Beer. And have a good night, everybody.